Charlie just winked at me. Charlie just winked at me. I just want to put that out there for the audience if they are there. Golly. I just didn't want to like drop the mic and hands. Well, it's alcoholic. It is? Wait, this whole time? Whenever you're ready. Hello and welcome back to the Rack and Tour Collection. I've heard your questions. I want to provide you some answers. You might be wondering, what is the Rack and Tour Collection? Well, the Rack and Tour Collection is a podcast hosted by two brothers, Jack and Charlie, about a variety of topics. Some say about everything and nothing all at the same time. We were asked to remove that, though, because that was too close to a Green Day song, and so we don't say that anymore. Even though I like the way it sounds. We did... For this episode, pull out a very special guest from his long, seething rage in the basement. Really, the the reason we had to bring him out this time is that we have to get the uh, basement slash dungeon remodeled after the seething rage that he heard in the last podcast. Welcome back to the Racketeer Collection, Michael. Michael, how you doing? I'm doing great. I I wasn't mad. I wasn't. I wasn't mad. I was just disappointed why do i feel like he's gonna go into his DD character voice at any second he could he could anyway the horse and his boy you did a good job with it. I'm, I'm i'm not mad yeah i did it was funny when i when i was mentioning that michael was like yeah there's a moment i was listening to my car and i was squeezing the steering wheel I was squeezing. and he's like uh, he's like oh you're right i am the car he drives down the basement <laughs> oh yeah sorry the car yeah. he drives down in the basement <laughs> yeah, of course narrow drive of course the basement's really big. I don't know how you guys see it out there, but maybe we shouldn't call it a basement. Maybe we should. You know what? Let's move on from that. That's not yeah, important. Like right the Bat Cave. That's a. Yeah, it's like the Bat Cave. There's like a lazy Susan in there, whatever it's called. <laughs> Turns the car around. I've been lost many times down in those halls. Down, down, down in those endless, changing House of Leaves esque. <laughs> Oh, that's a, that's a great reference. Oh, that would be a good one to do. Everyone, House of Leaves? Yeah, that, weird. that would be a good episode to do. No, it's, it's good. It's weird. I haven't read it in a long time, so I'd be oh, interested to read it as like an adult now. It's like not an apathetic <laughs> As an apathetic. Teenager. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I haven't read it. Everyone, this episode of Rock and Turk Collection is a deep dive into something we found a little interesting, something that has kind of pulled us all together, the Quartz Foundation. You might remember we talked about this a long time ago. But some new information has come to light that we kind of want to bring to the table. We'll review it all. But as we normally do in the Racketeer Collection, we'll go around the table, talk about our weeks, talk about what we're doing, give the audience, you know, this is just, this is the, to use the D&D as a uh, reference here. This is, this is the pre, the pregame, right? Everybody's coming over, everybody's getting settled. This is the moment where, you know, if you're driving to work, you can say, ah, I'm relaxing, yeah, drive to work. Settle down by the fire. Take a seat. Take a seat. We got some extra food. We got some extra tails. <laughs> we got some extra tails. Michael, could you pull the mic a little bit closer to you? Your levels are a little low. Oh, my gosh. My levels? I just, look, I'm just saying to make it a nice, easy experience. Yeah, just make sure. My, yeah. My levels are low. Okay. <laughs> it's red. Ricky's Settle red. down by the fire. Take a seat. We got plenty of food. We got plenty of tails. Jack? Yes. How's your week? You know, my week's pretty good. Yeah? Pretty good. Finally scored a PS5. Mm. 
I don't hear any applause, but yeah, it's okay. Um, uh, just throw in some canned, like, yeah, like, you know. Hey, I, mean, I need to edit in my own, my own little laugh track or whatever. Hello, yeah, I don't just, applaud because I'm jealous, and I, and I want my own PS5. That's fair. But I guess I'll have to come up from the dungeon and just use yours. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the most game, the game I play most on it right now has been Fortnite. Which, wow. Okay, he's getting a lot of good use yeah, out of that. Oh my god, that new hardware, yeah. day, that new like PS5 literally day there. one. Okay. Um, <laughs> it lo- download the game like in fifteen minutes mm-hmm. and plays so smooth, loads so much faster. I can yeah. like be in a game by the time the PS4 like would have gotten to the main menu screen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's really cool. Um. Anyways, there is that. Work's been going fine. We don't want to talk about work. And we don't do that here. I started uh, exercising. Oh, this Monday. wow. One of my first runs nice. in a while. And it was like, golly, I have a lot of catching up to do. I'm still yeah. sore. And I, like, I only jogged half the way. Yeah. Are you stretching? Drinking water? Yes. yes. Warming up before? Yes. I did I did a slight little like workout beforehand. Good. I mean, Good. it's hard for big boys like us. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm a little bit taller, a little bit bigger. It's yeah, harder. Like, we're not you know? exactly like big, big, but I know what you mean. I don't know. I, I feel like we're, I'm the only I big feel boy like we're here. Big boys. You know, in the way that like we're all a little bit taller, a little bit bigger. Yeah. I mean, I was telling. T- <laughs> a little I was, bit chubbier. I was telling my wife this the other day. I was I like, if you thick. if you took my severed leg from the like the thigh down, that would be a heavy piece of meat. Dude. You know what I mean? That's like a heavy piece of meat. If you and I was up, like, yeah. that made me feel bad about myself. So I was like, maybe I should start working out. But you no know, matter okay. what, you just know turn what? Into this, muscle. Just that, turn into big muscle. That leg is going to be heavy. brings up a question that, or a debate that Kate and I were having. We were watching this show. Long story short, I'm not going to get into why this happens in the show, because that's a whole other story. But there, this guy ends up serving his wife's placenta to like a group of people. And I was like, so are these people become cannibals? Like it's like, no. And I'm like, but it comes from the body. Like, even if I willingly cut off my arm and served it to you, like you guys would be cannibals, no. right? No, no, it's like, okay. it's like, a, it's like brains or kidney, right? It's, yeah. It's but like, like from like, a human though, isn't cannibalism well, just but consuming? Most of the time people don't know that. I mean, isn't cannibalism just consuming something of like your own species? Yeah. So. yeah but does it mean that you know about it or not? No, no, no. What I'm saying is like, you would be no matter what you ate from the human body, excluding like nails, because like, that doesn't. I don't. Maybe, I, guess, I mean, you, I guess you know. How, I, I mean, have you never licked your nails. own blood from your wound? Oh yeah. You know, you know what I mean. I, like, does I looked that make up, you a cannibal? I looked up why people do that because, like, the first reaction I always have, like, when I get my finger gets cut, I'm like, oh, stuck on it. It's yeah. like a self-soothing thing, and it also that's that's literally all it is. Is like what, a self-soothing what is a like, cannibal, pain. Though? I mean, it's somebody who eats the flesh of another human being, of course. So Anyways, that is not us. Good. Yeah. I Anyways, that's just that's you know when he said you <laughs> cutting off your leg would be a hefty chunk of meat. It would that's be just a hefty chunk. It would be heavy, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could feed I like know. a good. I would good, say we're big boys. That's I all. Would, I think with my thighs, you probably could feed like a good family of six for like a you know very solid hearty meal. I think so. For, oh, each leg would be a solid. Oh yeah, solid, like especially with meal. my thunder thighs over here, man. Like, dude, they would be good eat. I'm using. They would runs in the family a little bit. We all got big thighs. Yeah, we would. I mean, so be good. I mean, I'm really proud of you for taking that step, yeah. though. I mean, I've yeah. been wanting to do that myself. And I looked at it as you know, okay, don't think 
I'm going to do this for like a week in a row. Just the next day, like set a goal for the next day. Yeah. You know, try to set like smaller goals and eventually those become bigger goals. Yeah. That's how I'm trying to frame this. Because usually it's all about is, habits. It's not I'm gonna about do it for a week results. And then, you know, you miss one day in the week and you're like, oh no, there it goes. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Week was good though. Week was good. Excellent. Michael? I feel that though. I mean, I understand. Like, I'll do working out for couple of weeks and then you know i'll start to fall off and it's it's really easy you know but as i get older i push myself into those cycles more and more often and maybe one day it'll stay yeah you know who knows we can only hope yeah my, I, my week has been good i mean well and we, if you want to fill us in i mean i don't when was the last time you were on direct reflection uh, if i'm being honest man it feels like i was just like, here doing that episode like yesterday it doesn't feel like it's been very long what episode was that um, but I, I think we were talking about is it Shadow of the Colossus? It's a good deal. One of you know, I was looking at our analytics on our us feed, and Shadow of the Colossus episode is actually one of like our top episodes. Uh, we, and we as have, it should be, really, which is um, you know great. Uh, well, so you you're on. We had you on for a tangents episode, a tangents. April thirteenth. I go on a lot of. Tangents. Oh, we got that one. Got kind of deep. I remember that one. Yeah, that That's one did right. get deep, and it got deep real early. Um, deep, deep real down. down deep. Way, way down. <laughs> no, I, I've been good. Um, He's sitting there. <laughs> really, life has been coasting on, been, you know, whatever. Don't want to talk about work. That's my thing, so I won't, because I don't want to. You can mention it. Um, I, You know, I work, I work in weed, and... That's all I do, and I can tell. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like how I like how you make Quit fun it. of him. You're literally, too much. <laughs> literally, as I took a hit off my weed. Pen. Yeah, <laughs> you're weed. like weed, which is, by the way, totally legal in the state that we live in, as long as you have a license to do so. And, um, you know, nothing needs to be said about work as much as like I hate it, and all I want to do is be off work and be playing, mm. uh, like Project Zomboid. I've been playing a lot of that. Um, yeah, we gotta, do, we gotta do an episode over that. <sighs> I think we so. Do. I've been reading a lot. Um, actually, nice. been reading um, uh, The Shoemaker, uh, which is a really great true crime book. Um, at some point, I would love to turn you guys on to some true crime, kind of bring that to the table and get your your thoughts. I mean, you're you're talking to a real morbid mind here. I well, mean, so let me interject real quick. So Laura's super into all the true crime oh, stuff, right? Oh my gosh, I love it. And I, I do like it as well, but I hate the documentaries that come out on Netflix. They're bad. They're real bad. Most of them are real bad. Because I'm like, why do I need six hours to tell this one guy's story when I can go watch like forensic files, get the exact same story <sighs> in like 20 minutes? And but you're missing out on so much information because I, you mm, think of someone like Ted Bundy, right? Right. But you like, I think don't you know about, about like Ted his, Bundy. I don't care about like his dad or whatever. Well, so I think but that's what's fascinating. Right. About so it. I think that's what you're missing out, Jack. Is like you don't really care about the actual story. You just want to know the facts. And but so what, what those, brought this person yeah, to that point? Exactly. Well, well, no, because that stuff is interesting. But there's so much just filler in those. I feel like is just there to make you like, oh, oh. And I think not, the last one. It doesn't really like add to. The actual substance of, I think the, the last case. one I watched was about the Night Stalker. Oh, uh, Richard Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, he was absolutely insane, brutal, yeah. dude. Um, yeah, was... 
But it, it is fascinating. And I mean, there's the problem too is a lot of the pop culture serial killers. That's all you know about, right? Uh, Ted Bundy, you know, uh, Richard Gacy. Ramirez, Gacy, the, the clown killer. You know, you got yeah. all these like pop culture serial killers, but there's all these other ones under the surface that are even more fascinating and, and twisted than you would ever believe, you know, and like, 1920s Germany, uh, for instance, uh, Peter Kersau. I was I was listening to something about him, and he was a piece Dude, of work. Don't look into what's it what's it called during World War II? The Japanese the like, project uh, 731. Unit, the, yeah, yeah, that one's actually. No, and I get fascinated horrendous. with all of this stuff, but it, it gets dark. But anyway, it makes me happy. So I've been I've been enjoying my book. I've been having a great time you know uh, beautiful yeah that's all that matters. yeah it, it really is um uh the book is the shoemaker but that's for another time the we shoemaker. can always go over that it's really it's really a fascinating story um anyway it's been it's been great but how Sorry. about how about yourself you yeah know? charlie, charlie. Wow. let's bring it back let's well 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 bring it back bring it back now so mentioned Burp. it a little bit earlier but uh watched house of the dragon <clears throat> uh, so far it's fine the thing is is it's so early that you know, it's but what I'm actually more excited for, and this may surprise some people, but I'm real surprised slash very intrigued for this Rings of Power show mm. that's coming out. Like for some reason, that's the Lord of the Rings one, right? Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I I want to like it a lot, and I think I'm like, man, if they do it right, it could be like real, real good. It's a little unbelievable that, that they spent a billion dollars. Oh, see, I don't think it's unbelievable. This yeah, show, it looks yeah. like they did. Like a billion dollars. Look at that show. A million dollars. Yeah. A bill, no, but like that's unreal. Like that's yeah. more expensive than any other show in history. But it definitely looks like they did. Like it, the way the show looks, I really like. And, and so, if that's what you want to say, no. So I remember like seeing see that initial trailer, being not super impressed with it. But I've been. Yeah. Hey, you know what? More. People were super critical of Lord of the Rings before it came yeah. out. Yeah. That, and that's what I like to point out is that, like, there are so many. I'm going to use this as an outlet to talk about something I've seen a lot. Like, there are so many people online, especially, that want to just hate something because of what it is. Dude, hating and, stuff is so cool. And, like, that. That's the thing. I guess that's something that, like, I'm just. I don't, I don't want this sounds like, I don't know, I'm being kind of elitist or like above it, but like, that's just not something I'm into. Like, I'm much more about like getting excited for something and then being like, hey, if yeah. I watch this show and it's not good, guess what? I'm just not gonna, I'm just gonna stop watching it. You know what? It's gonna what leave my brain. It's cool. Hating on the man. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Hating or, on the establishment. That's cool. You know what? You know what else is cool? But just like, quietly being like, it's not for me. Right. And but then, like, complaining. Hating on God. That's cool. That's cool. If you're into that and if you're not, that's cool too. But like when people are being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're making. <laughs> I don't know why my brain just went to the Jews. <laughs> what? <Whoa>! The... <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that, cool. cut that. Pretty cool. You thought I was going to say something bad. It's you, that's your fault. I was going to say. <laughs> it's your fault. Where's your mind? I was going to say, we, we might have to worry where about you a little bit. I don't know if uh, we'll bring this back up, but there was one episode where Jack kept mentioning Nazis over I and over. I literally mentioned and, uh... Hitler twice. Oh, Nazis are fascinating though. Yeah. Because oh, it's so fascinating. Because it's funny. Is it? I think it is. How efficient they were. Okay, let's move on. But Their you know efficiency I mean, is unrivaled. I will say. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The Japanese are pretty good too during World mm. War Two. Listen, uh, rather than alienate our only German <laughs> listener that might be out there, listen, I respect you. How do you say? Oh, I forgot to say sorry. Let's in German. 
from the top say that <laughs> we here at the Rack and Tear Collection do not support Nazism or anything that happens. Oh no, that. far right, uh, you're done. So you know, let's you, let's, let's establish extremists, that. Yeah. Just, just to make sure, you know, we don't like extremists here. Yeah, we don't deal with terrorists. Let me just say, I am we don't negotiate a very understanding, sincere person, and um, I only make jokes to make fun of how ridiculous it is. You know, and. You, we're doing an apology I, five minutes into our. You know, actually, we're six, we're sixteen minutes in. Um, <laughs> oh, and we haven't even gotten to the stuff that we should be sorry about. That's true. Which is this information that we mystery uncovered. I'd like to go back a little bit to what I was actually talking about, which was, <laughs> <laughs> which was how. So here's the thing: Charlie always dictates everything. Let's just put it at that. Go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, it's become like a thing to just like hate on things. And like that's like your whole identity. And I just, I'm just not, I'm not down for that. The thing is, is like I definitely look back at a time like in my early 20s where I was like that, where I was like, man, that's nothing can be good. Nothing Disney or Pixar is, doesn't have anything in it. And then I like, that's not true. At this point where I was like, Charlie, why were you? So fucking serious. Like, calm down. It's not... Pixar is great. It is. Disney's great. It is. And Sometimes. It's just, you know, but like... Explicit. And you can still enjoy it and criticize it. Like, I was really into all the Marvel stuff. Not so much into the Marvel stuff now. I'm kind of like falling out of it. And I'm kind of excited to like fall out of it and then come back in once it's all established again, right? Uh, I don't know if it's going to get better. And see, that's what we don't know. So we don't know. Yeah. I would like to point out, though, for that... Is like, can you imagine? So I didn't hop into Marvel until like Endgame and stuff was already out. In mm-hmm. fact, like WandaVision was premiering like when I got into the Marvel stuff. And but I can only imagine watching a movie like Thor to the Dark World and being like, dude, do they know what they're doing? But they did because in the whole body of work, you look back and you're like, wow, they, they did it. So like, I wonder if it's going to be the same for now where they connect it. But I don't know, man. I feel like Infinity War and Endgame was very much lightning in a bottle. Kind of like Lord of the Rings, where it's like, can they actually do something that good again? Mm-hmm. Can they? I don't know. I'm just worried about it being very Game Game of Thronesy and not like <laughs> I don't being think it's Lord going of to the be. Rings. I, that's that's the only thing I'm worried about. Oh, going back to the Rings of Power. Rings of Power. Okay. I mean, that. I mean, I, I have hope for it, but we won't know until we watch it. Yeah. You know, really like. Excited though. Anyways, yeah. like I said earlier, Charlie. We have some information. Would you care to indulge the listeners? I guess. I guess we can actually get to the. the yeah, actual... it's almost twenty minutes. Anybody hey out guys, there? Skip to nineteen minutes in. If you... I'm going to use some of my Charlie cred because I know I'm the secret favorite of the podcast. Yeah, we all know that. <laughs> Charlie posts on the Rack Hunter Collection Instagram thirty likes. Jack posts two. Any? Uh... How would you even know that? <laughs> um. You guys have an Instagram? God, yeah, we, we damn. Do. <laughs> We're like a hundred, almost a hundred episodes in. And we should people should know Dude, that. Okay, yeah, that, but that Instagram stuff. I well, the thing is, is I'm not good at it. I don't quite understand how to like build a social media audience. So it's very frustrating to me. And like, then then I get obsessive over it, and I really hate it. And so I just push it away out of ignorance because I don't know how to use it right. So. Honestly, that's that's where I'm at with social media. Charlie, continue. I mean, you shouldn't be you know too what I mean? mad at it. Like, it's it's hard to build social media. Yeah, you know? I guess. And like what's, at the end of the day, it's only like as engaging as your pictures can be, or as 
dramatic as you make it look to be type of sh- you know right. stuff like it's dumb you know i guess there's part of me that wants to figure out like game the system be like hey you know to get those initial likes because right. i feel like once like i have an audience i could post what i usually post and it would get like thousands of you know but it's like how do you anyways that's a whole other topic no it really is and uh there's actually two episodes on that i i, I yeah. believe social media all about social that. media Social media. But today, we're going to dive back into an old topic I brought up order earlier. Jeez. The, I brought up uh, order. Brought up order. The Quartz Foundation. So we talked about this a long time ago. We went through a period where we talked about like cryptids and ghosts, wrong. different anomalous stuff. And the Quartz Foundation is something that I kind of came across that seemed honestly on the surface to be... A kind of a ripoff of the SCP Foundation stuff. So all I have here, I actually went back to try to like kind of verify some sources and information. Couldn't find it. Granted, I believe I found it on like Reddit. Before. I don't know, like some stupid like Reddit. Reddit, some Come stupid on. site. It couldn't have been on Reddit, dude. There's a lot of stuff on Reddit. Hey, there's a lot of good stories. Yeah, on Jack. I don't Reddit. don't diss it because you don't use it. Man. <clears throat> no, I'm. I think Reddit's dumb. I'm just gonna say it. But go ahead. Fair enough. I think you're dumb. Hey. <laughs> so big. But all I have really right now is my the write-up that I did of it for the actual episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's come to my attention. And really the reason, the actual reason we have Michael in this episode is that he found some stuff on the Quartz Foundation. And I was like, oh, you're talking about the old episode. And he's like, no, this is different stuff. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I found some stuff in the basement kind of relating to this. And... It's interesting to me because when we look on the internet, we don't find anything on the Quartz Foundation. And I, I looked really hard after the episode because I was convinced, like, this I had heard this before and could not find anything out there. And, you know, you, you grow up thinking everything's on the internet. We can find anything right. we need that's out there. So there's this, this strange feeling of, I don't know, this has happened before. You know, we've kind of, we know about this, but we're not supposed to, right. I guess. And to put a disclaimer on it, like, here at the Racketeer Collection, we don't necessarily think any of this is, like, for real. But they're good stories. They're good stories, first and foremost. And it seems that this Quartz Foundation stuff might be closer to reality than something like the SCP stuff is, right? Where the SCP stuff gets so wild, it's so weird, so many different, like, variations and kind of just, like, goofy, It's almost ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And the Quartz Foundation seems to be just a little bit more out there, falling in line with kind of, like, deep-rooted, uh, like, Illuminati, like, this New World Order, like... Or even cryptids. Cryptid, you know, you like, know, falling right in line world. with that. Yeah, so more that I was able to find, the, the thing I was able to find, like, actually kind of Freaked me out a little bit when I was writing it up. It is very cryptid-like. And it is best... I highly recommend... There's a YouTuber. I think it's called... He's like... It's like the Exploring Series. And he does like these mm, deep dives into I SCP really videos. I really like the Exploring Series. I mm. really highly recommend his videos. So I, you don't know us like Exploring Series. But, boost. but shout out. Because like you do... He does some really, really cool like hour long. Like just... And and some of oh, them yeah. are SP, SCP, mm-hmm. and other ones are actually D&D lore. Yeah. Others are Middle Earth lore from lord of the rings so i mean he really uh is a great youtuber he's got a lot of information out there Mm -hmm. but i guess that's kind of the format and style that i'm going to be going with for presenting the information i've been given right um 
it just the way that it's formatted, that's the way it was given to me. So Right. So to start us off here, I'm going to kind of read through some of my original documentation. So it will be a repeat, but I thought it would be good to kind of refresh the audience because it's been a while since the last episode. What I do like when I was reading is that redacted shows up a lot in these texts, at least for what I was doing. Yeah. And I was like, that's, it's a little cheeseball, but I also like redacted. Yeah. Well, you have to imagine that some of this information was like taken from those black ops style documents that have like the just yeah. bl- sharpie mark through stuff. I'd almost like forcibly removed even more. Forcibly yeah. removed. Like this has been removed. And so I think an easy way to do purpose. it, an easy way to do it like on online and with text is just to put redacted, you know, which is weird. Cause like you'd think like it calls you more attention. To fun Protoss voice where you go redacted, redacted, redacted. Yeah. So, and this is exactly. again from the little I know about the information that Michael has, it actually seems to contradict the origins of the Quartz Foundation because the first note I have is that the Quartz Foundation was founded during the discovery of America by the Vikings around 1100. But again, we don't really know if that's actually true. So the foundation, very much, and this is where immediately I got like the SCP alarm bell. So the foundation exists to protect, research, and contain anomalous items, persons, beings, or intelligences. Kind of like the SCP Foundation. And in fact, many have kind of wondered if the SCP Foundation is a way from somebody to actually leak stuff from within the course foundation. Basically, like, there's layers of like, there might be some real SCP yeah. stuff. Okay, Hear me out. Yeah, go for it. You hear about this alien stuff. You know, you have ufologists who believe and all these phenomena. And then you have the government who almost kind of like has made them, you know, seem and sound crazy. Like one layer to it. Yeah. But then the other layer is it's like, well, who cares what they know? Because no one will ever believe them type of stuff. Yeah. So it's almost like what if, in my mind, the SCP Foundation is almost a way to... Uh, propagandize and step mm. on Ooh, I like the, the ideas of people who of might yeah. think that they know about the Quartz Foundation. If, yeah. Maybe it's a cover-up, a front, so that, you know, it, it's almost like a delegitimatizing, like if the government were was able to, you know, propagate UFO theories that right. seemed ridiculous, for instance, it would very much, you know, make a blow to that community. And and to me, this is how this feels. Yeah. You know? It's sort of that <laughs> layer on layer of like, yeah. there's some reality and truth mixed and who knows wherein it lies. Yeah. But we're given the SCP Foundation right. on a silver platter. Oh, yeah. On the internet. Easily, easily. And all this information. And it's, and it's put as fiction and fiction writers. So it's like... You'll never truly yeah. believe this is real, but you'll be fascinated with it. Right. And then anything <clears throat> that sounds like that, start you start to associate with that. Yeah. You know? This also reminds me... I don't know if you guys play this game, but there's a game that came out called Control that has like a really weird kind of like anomalous presence. I remember hearing uh, yeah. about it. But uh, again, it. kind of reminds me of that for you know, the audience who's played that. But so little is known about the history of the Foundation. Some... Like a shadow government, suspect that they operate in plain sight and use major corporations to hide behind. What is interesting about the Quartz what's Foundation? New? What's new? Yeah, what's, so what's interesting about this, though, is that they're not the Quartz Foundation, if at least the information I found, and so again, who knows, but is not associated with our government or governments. Like it specifically mentions just corporations. 
like they so they're like almost a little separate from like your new world orders or your you know shadow governments or like mm-hmm. i don't know whatever and, the, and those are pop phrases yeah. you know those are things that you can latch on to and you can attach almost anything to which is why mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're so prevalent like you know new world order especially illuminati you know it's very easy to peg things onto that but like it's an idea it's a construct yeah it's just you know when we talk about the scp foundation or the quartz foundation we're talking about the anomalous and that which is not meant to be understood and not mm-hmm. easily understood by the general public yeah um so anyway that, that's oh, what i got there excellent <laughs> so the quartz foundation was started and is led by a group called the Canopsa council if the court, if the Quartz Foundation is hard to track, the Canozo Council supposedly doesn't even exist. However, based on the accounts from those within the Quartz Foundation, the council does exist, and they are still active in high-level decision making. Here's the information: the Quartz Foundation has operation sites all over the world, and has a network of dedicated employees that all work to keep their secret of their group. Entrance into the group is often hidden as a corporation making a new hire. What is known is that each site is run by a director, and that director is responsible for the site and reporting to the Canozo Council. The directors hire through and track potential employees through corporate fronts and will often target those with no connections and want higher purpose. Training to become part of the Quartz Foundation is a four-year process, years of tests, physical training, psychoanalytic shaping of character. After four years of training, new initiates are given on the life test. They're required to go live in the world and make something of themselves while living the values of the foundation. Many fail in this period, and those who fail are seen or mad or crazy because most of them are feed information that they have to protect. Now... Is this Q? Is this the Q <laughs> that we're all looking for? The Q. Could be. Could be. The Quartz Foundation could have a very real vested interest in, you know, changing the public opinion of many people. Right. And it, it gets into, and Jack, I kind of want to get your, your thoughts on this, but like the idea that because my one problem with like shadow or whatever it is, hi, whatever, is that how if, if they are this big and they are this active, how does how has somebody not leaked it, right? How has somebody not said something? How has nothing come out? I really like the idea that like those who don't make it are kind of like mad or crazy. Like we look at them like, oh hey, like that's just an insane person. Like, you know, you know, and we've met those people who are like, hey, the government listens to you through the windows and you're like, okay, Well, and that's sure. why you lie to everybody from the start. These organizations, these shadow organizations like the Quartz Foundation, if they fund you know, fundamentally put themselves forward as something like the SCP Foundation, and people are spouting all this ridiculous nonsense related to a foundation that does not exist, but yeah. they have propagated to exist just for the sole purpose. You know, if they're that well embedded in the propaganda machine and the misinformation machine and tapping into the collective conscious and unconscious, you know, that mm-hmm. to me would say that either this is a very skilled organization that's very good at maintaining their obscurity. Yeah. Or yeah. it is completely and totally fake. Yep. And those are the two, like, lanes for me. What do you think, Jack? I mean, he kind of said exactly what I, what I was going to say. And also, you got to think that something like this has to have a front. And I think the front for the Quartz Foundation has to be, in some aspects, the SCP Foundation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's, there's no way it's not. Because it's put forward as fiction 
And I, I think that's why. I mean, it really makes it so much easier for you to say anything I hear that's anomalous to me yeah. just sounds like, oh, that's an SCP. Or this is you a know, class. Of, this is a class of something or whatever. Or, yeah. you know, we've kind of been conditioned to, oh, that's this. That's this. Like you right. automatically don't think, oh, well, that could be. You're like, no, it's that, obviously. Right. So there's some. I mean, cover it, up. There's some kind of secrecy about here. If you put the, if you take the uh, God and the Bible in the Christian sense, and you label him as an SCP, and you know, label all these con- procedures and stories, you know, it starts to sound like a fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's almost where I think like there's a genius in the Quartz Foundation's ability to remain obscure, and at the same time, not necessarily hide anomalies from the world because they don't have to. Everyone that knows about it is crazy, you know? Or it's just a story on the internet, you know? Who's, who's to say? Because a lot of things on the internet can be faked really well or made to seem real. you seen those deep fakes? Mm-hmm. Those really crazy... I mean, you can have something like like Bigfoot, you know? There's like been almost like... Undi- oh! There's almost been like undeniable proof that Bigfoot isn't real. No. no. He, mm. But... There's so much proof. Fight you. Undeniable proof. I will fight you. I will fight you right now. Dude, I have done so much Bigfoot research, you have no idea. I'm telling you, Bigfoot is not definitively unreal. I I, here's my thing. I believe that some kind of great ape like Bigfoot existed, but the Bigfoot existing and us not having actual proof of him through all these years. Is just how do you explain that? We can find microbes in like burning lava. Dude, we're still finding species. Who knows? <sighs> so once you pass this test for the course, this Foundation, is the whole thing, though. <clears throat> how far can you go into believability? Yeah. To reality, how much can you let yourself believe? Because that's where we're going with this. Because at the end of the day, you think you know about the world, but at the end of the day, we find out things all the yeah. time that we didn't know before. Once you pass the test, you become an employee at a research facility, and you're classified as a number and ranking. Your number is an identity, and the ranking allows you uh, allows access and shows tenure. Lowest rank is white, and it goes all the way up to black. White ranked employees, despite having five years of training, so they kind of include the four years before that, are considered expendable and usually the first to investigate dangerous or uncertain events all over the world. This means moving up the ranks. The means of moving up the ranks is currently unknown. But several rank colors have been identified, and they're listed here in order. White, silver, gray, opal, and black. The Quartz Foundation exists as independent sites all over the world, and many have their own own sub-rankings and different types of tests. But most sites have a dedicated research team and top-line science resources to pull from. The Foundation's mission is to seek out, research, contain, and hide any type of anomalous objects, peoples, beings, or intelligences. That being the case, most of the sites exist as containment facilities for the mysterious entities that the Quartz Foundation seeks out. This is perhaps the most interesting part of the Foundation. Each object is given a code number and a name, a name that usually represents some aspect of the object, and they are given a danger ranking that follows below. So we'll, we can kind of, at this point, I think, dive into, I don't know if Jack or Michael want to go first with their information, but just to give people a brief overview of the of the actual danger rankings... They're based off of 
one of the members of the Canopsa Council is codenamed Jupiter, and he's the one who came up with these, or he or she, they, uh, whoever, came up with these. And so they're named off Jupiter's moon. So Callisto, Ganymede, Europa, and lastly Io. And Callisto being not super dangerous, and Io being like... Io is described as basically having like end of the world, end of reality consequences. So, mm-hmm. And if you're interested in this already or... Or you want to know more, uh, you should definitely go back to that episode. Um, I'm not sure. It was labeled the Quartz Foundation. It was labeled, I think it was Admiral Byrd and the Quartz Foundation. Admiral Byrd and the Quartz Foundation. Uh, Definitely go back and listen. There was a few entities, anomalous things that that were, you know, talked about on that episode. So I'm I'm cool with going first because I have a, a creature. Okay. I would, I would very much like to hear about this because... I've I've received a few letters about the Quartz Foundation um, downstairs in the fan mail, and and most of it has been "you're crazy, you don't know what you're talking about" type of letters from figures that don't sign their name usually, mm. and just kind of like general like kind of hate mail. Which you know, for me, I was we like, get a lot of people. Right. Yeah, we don't get a lot of like actual good mail. We get a lot of hate mail, like yeah. from people yeah. that don't seem to actually listen to the show, but like threaten us directly. Very much, know what that's very about. much threats. The writing kind of looks like our mom's handwriting. Very much threats, but <sighs> just kidding, mom. Jesus. That being Jesus. said, there has been a few scraps of actual useful information that's made its way through from mm-hmm. some unknown person or persons, and that's where I got my information. I'm not sure where you derived yours from. Um, but yeah, I, please, I would love to hear more. I mean, I kind of saying like, you know, just being sent kind of a bunch of mail, uh, you kind of have to sift through it because, you know, you might find a good one here and there, but well, okay. And to cut in here, we ask people to email us or contact us on social media. Yeah. I don't know how we're getting all this mail handwritten and I don't know how the slash typed letters. I, I don't know how they type letters with that. It's very specific. Like they're typing it on an old style typewriter. Yeah. I don't know how it's getting here. I don't know how they know the address. Have we gotten any of like the magazine clipping ones yet? We've gotten a lot of weird. Ones. Oh, like where they paste. Oh, the like the single letters. letters. I throw those, those in its own bin. Oh, it has have to its get own death bin. Anyways, I'm sorry, Jack. I just, I wanted no. to call it that. If you so, want to get in contact with us, just send us an email. Yeah, no, email. do an ad. Use the internet like ad. a person. A lot Please Google Raconteur Collection Podcast and like find us through, through yeah, Google I mean, searches. Stop get us with in all the... the fan mail. I really just can't with all this no, but mail. So I, don't, I don't know why. So here's the thing. I don't know why we're getting this kind of information, which seems so hard to reach, and it's always through this what we call now snail mail. I blame Simon Alusha well, exclusively. And for so all while of this. we, you know, mm. I tried, and this it kind of ran in my mind. I wonder if other like smaller parallel dimensions. Well, no, I wonder oh. if other smaller creators get this kind of thing as well, because I was trying to find. Like new podcasts, like like new small. There's no such thing. Yeah, there's only established podcasts. I would not find anything. There's no such thing as a new new indie podcast. No, that doesn't exist. There's only established podcast. Doesn't exist. Spotify, YouTube does not exist. An SCP. Small podcast I, with under so many. Uh, are we I an SCP or are we an anomalous so anyways, object? I received this via that snail mail. Okay. And so I basically copy and pasted. It's actually pretty quick. I copy and pasted um, almost just word for word from these documents, kind of cut it down a little bit to make it more listenable. Okay. So this one, 
very much this is what I could see being an SCP. Okay. But cool. It freaks me out a little bit. So object class is a subterranean creature. Object name is the below. Okay. Class Ganymede. Okay. This is the forty-third on record that they've recorded. Okay. So <clears throat> let me get into this. This is this look look at this. This is kind of long. Let me, get long. In, wow. let, me, let me get into this. The below <laughs> stop. <laughs> Let's scroll for like five seconds. I wish I could speak for five seconds. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> the below is a discovery from 1363. Based on okay. documents that have been re, uh, recovered from an old abandoned quartz foundation site that was not decommissioned properly. Because mm. you said they started like early Viking times. You know, 1100s. The location of this creature is redacted. There's that great word. After its findings were discussed in 1392, many expeditions have been deployed every 10 years to make sure that the below is not moving and is more or less stuck mm. underground. I like I like the idea of it like... Every 10 years, you have to kind of check on this thing. Like, it's you're never quite sure if it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I always like stuff like that. We're really. getting to my favorite part oh, of this. Okay. Well, there's a lot more, but expeditions ceased in 1502 okay. due to at least one member of each expedition being taken by the below. Documents were filed that suggest somewhere between redacted were never recovered. So, my thing is at least one, but they won't share the actual number. You know, in that, what, 100, slightly 110-year span. Right. They don't tell you the actual number of people. I have but to at wonder. at least one every 10 years. So you got to... I have ahead. to wonder if you redact information like that because you don't want other employees to be like, hey, I'm not going to do that, right? So you kind of downplay it like that because it... Like you said earlier, like by the very essence of information being redacted, it makes you be like, well, what are they hiding? Exactly. What the blow is has not yet truly been determined. With increasing technological advancements, many researchers have hypothesized that the below is at least a thousand feet in length, with a body not unlike that of a giant squid. Okay. Large tentacles, at least what research- researchers assume are tentacles, have been documented by those that survived the past expeditions. However, with geological scans, the teams have found that there is a giant cavern that the below is located in. Now, it seems to be the end of the cave that expeditions arrive at were merely the creature's body almost camouflaged as the wall. Furthermore, it would seem that the cavern has many levels farther down, and it's still unknown if there are openings elsewhere other than redacted. Okay. It is still unknown if the below is not actively redacted. Okay, so is it... Is it um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but is this implying that like the actual cavern is the below itself? Like this thing is like huge enough that I don't like, know if it's implying if it's the cavern itself or it's some giant mass or organism. Right. And what's crazy is it actually I'm about to read into another theory. Okay. Now I will say I think all names in this document are fake names. Okay. Just yeah. kind of to so hide. I, I wanna hear this. What when asked about any future expeditions in 1964, so we're jumping ahead like oh, quite four, a, yeah, like quite a bit. years, researcher Tom Jackson had this to say. Expeditions continued after the cancellation in 1502, just under a different reason, using more sophisticated tactics to understand what deposits made up the cave. We, we have been able to go farther every time, suggesting that the below is redacted and could be more closely described as a carnivorous panda-like organism. 
So I did some research into it, uh, the Pando is. Have you guys heard of this? Hmm. No. So the Pando is like this giant cluster. I have it here on Wikipedia. Also known as the Trembling Giant. It's okay. a giant cluster of, let me get the trees right, of aspen trees. And it's like 100 acres. Okay. And all these trees have like yeah, the same, like a shared root structure share root system. system. And they, yeah. they're like, this thing's like hundreds of years old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's actually the oldest, one of the oldest living organisms on earth. Yeah. And yeah. it's like this huge, uh, it's a hundred acres of just, and yeah, it, like a single. A, it's a aspen. Yeah. Part of the trees. So, yeah. so that's what they're kind of equating this to now. Okay. Okay. So, but I don't know how big it goes. So, are we basically? Is this almost like maybe like a living, living cave or something like living root structure or like? Well, it almost, I almost like view it as like the. It's something like that made like these the cave itself. Right. I don't think it is the cave. It sounds like something that made the cave. Okay. Okay. This is where we have a report from the expedition in 1932. The team was made up of two researchers, Doctor Willow, again might be a fake name of opal class or opal level field agent gray level dryer and five white level agents whose numbers are 8270 8450 9102 8993 and 8340 do you ever wonder with stuff like this if they purposely make it sound more complicated just to like obfuscate disinformation because like why would you classify everything like that you know what i mean like why would you why would you rank like things? i'm like why would you have like such specific information and then also redact the information that people actually want to know well that's the thing is it is it a front is it a layer right. what is it you know but they're telling us purposefully something this is good though this and everything's very specifically mm-hmm. leading out yeah here it says it is unknown if the two names are real names or just stand-ins for designation yeah so this is a radio log from that expedition. Oh, okay. Date's been redacted, of course. The time is 0400, so 4 in the morning. Depth log, they're at 30 meters. So this is 8993. We have a clear line of sight. No haze like the last reports. 8270. Focus forward. Currently 30 meters down. Another 1,000 meters ahead, we should be 30 more down and at the last point of contact. Okay. Dr. Willow. Acknowledged. Dryer. Air reading. Dryer. We have 18% drop from 20%. I suggest we start using our masks. Dr. Willow, agreed. Masks up, everyone. Uh, uh, yeah, masks up, everyone. Tanks on. We shouldn't... That goes against my fundamental right to my body. We shouldn't body. be down here for much longer. <laughs> 9102. Dr. Willow, do you notice the humidity? 8450. Deathly silent it is. I like that guy. Why? <laughs> Just deathly silent it is. Yeah, I like that guy. A lot of character. Dr. There. Willow, yes, but that's been recorded here before. I wouldn't worry about it. Time, 430. Depth log, 61 meters. Okay. 8270. Field agent dryer. I'm reading 61 meters and we've gone past 1,000 meters just now. Dryer. Sir, did it move? Dr. Willow, it would be possible, though we are still unsure of what, and at this point, the radio message is scrambled. Commotion can be heard and the yelling of someone moving far away. 8450. Ryan, oh Jesus, sir, he's falling. How's he falling? Dr. Willow, there's no time. Control yourself. Recording logins here. Last recorded depth of 800 meters from radio scans. Jesus. It can be assumed that the below has redacted and the caverns which it inhabits are easily redacted. Okay. So what do you think of that? I still, I still got more, but not that much more. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it sounds real terrifying. That Especially sounds, the, uh, the like, phrase. When you're talking in meters, it's like... Three feet for every meter. I mean, that's like 
Especially the phrase, what, what, how is he falling? How is he falling? Just, yeah. Just, there's no known, like, no known drop off. Yeah, that's, that's kind of creepy. Again, so, you know, I made the reference creepy. to it earlier in the show, but I always do get kind of horrified by those, like, mind bending space things, like House yeah. of Leaves, or like when things don't quite, like, make sense like they should. Mm-hmm. I always got, I think, pretty freaky. So. so researcher Tom Jackson had nothing to say on this occurrence as nothing was found in the files that were uncovered. The below is able to redacted and the known area of effect and the known area of effect is unknown. Some hypothesize that it is amphibious due to the state at which the large caves and caverns that it inhabits are. Some go as far as to speculate that old stories of ships being attacked by giant squids or disappearing boats were actually caused by the below. Mm. However, that would make this creature hundreds, if not thousands of years older than previous speculation. Okay. The farthest venture into the initial point of contact was that of Silver Class member 2894 and 2002. They were okay. able to enter the cavern and climb their way down to the last known depths of 8270. Information other than this is unknown since then. Sorry. Information other than this is unknown, and, and since then, uh, 2894 has not been seen or sent on any other missions. You all right there, Michael? That was great. That was great. <laughs> yeah. 8270 is the guy who was yeah. pulled down, by yeah. the way. I butchered that one. Rumors speculating around some of the white-level members are quickly shut down, but one was able to log this remark. There's no number recorded here. I was at the station outside of the cave on one of the longer shifts to make sure nothing comes out. Nothing ever does. And we all had expected 2894 to be lost due to him being gone well past the 24 hours time given to him. All I will say is, is that he did come out. I have no idea how. The screaming and blood curling scream, his mask shattered. You could see his eyes bleeding from whatever crushed his mask. His words were, if you only heard what I did. If you only heard what I did. The blow is still under constant observation and is to be treated as gamey class until further, until further notice. Some thoughts to raise his class are being discussed. Mm. And that's, that's where it ended. That's pretty cool. I was like, dude... If you have like the you know the classic YouTube video, the eerie yeah. music in the background, that's a good one. that would be that's a great one. And that's very much in that vein of SCP, where I feel like it can be discredited as an SCP. But exactly, if this is like a like a I don't know, like a glean of the truth through the cracks, so to speak, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. It's fascinating. And my thing is, you know, fascinating. A lot, a lot of people still talk about like. We don't know like what's on like the bottom of the ocean. We don't right. know what goes like underneath. Yeah, you know, like not like underneath the place, but like just like in the earth to that kind of yeah. extent. So, well, and it makes you wonder, like, because often when we think of like aliens or other strange other creatures, like on other planets, we don't we think of things that are like like the animals we know or like us. But I do constantly wonder, like, what other types of life that are so different from us that we wouldn't even recognize it as like being alive. Like so a whole other are. class of life beyond fungi, bacteria, right. and like mammalian. Yeah, because like what? Having like just different life forms that are based off like different elements, like not carbon-based life forms, you know, crystalline-based life forms or stuff like that. Now we're getting into like adventure time stuff. No. That's pretty cool. But Adventure Time is pretty cool. Adventure Time is pretty cool. So I know I know a little bit about the one Michael has brought, but I want to cut in here and kind of go back to some of the old ones we talked about first. Yeah, yeah, of course, please, and kind of give people a little bit more maybe scope. 
So Callisto means the object is safe and does not require containment. But monitoring. While this class is called Callisto, often the ranking is given to an anomalous object or persons that have power but control their own power or cannot use their own power. For example, object class, mundane, name, the master phone, class Callisto. <clears throat> the master phone is a singular phone booth that was constructed by an unknown intelligence that contacts the Canopsa Council directly. While its object is labeled as safe, contacting the council is the most dangerous act anyone can do within the court's foundation. Only site directors have this responsibility, and only directors can speak with the council and retain sanity. While this phone is classified as safe, the options available can, of course, lead to death. That's a fun one. That is fun. I also like how this Canopsa Council is like seems like it should be in a danger class of itself, because it just seems like it's very outside of... Yeah, I mean, that's what's fun. I mean, you... You talk to them and you go insane. And I guess that's and what it the, almost discourages you and dissuades you from even wanting to right. figure and any I think of this out. That's you why know? I have, like I said, I really like the SCP stuff. I think what I don't like about the SCP stuff is since it is open source, you do get silly ones in there that I'm like, dude, I roll my eyes. Yeah, the ones you've like, okay, I've heard this one. Like, You're like, oh, this is the troll face guy. <laughs> oh, this is a guy and it's locked like, in a room and you can't look at him. And you're like, okay. And so I like, you can't look at the shy guy. Right. And so, like, I like this idea of something a little bit more strictly, like, there's, like, a Canopsa Council, and there's, like, you know, whatever it is. So, even if this is just fan fiction created by somebody else, I still think it's pretty cool. It's the Rather fan fiction I like. The next one I wanted to go over is a Ganymede. So, the one that the below was. Ganymede, this classification is for threatening objects or beings that can kill on their own without an outsider doing anything. Most anomalous beings, objects, or intelligences are classified as Ganymede. For example, object class mundane named the Fever Stone. So wouldn't like an alligator <clears throat> be like a Ganymede object? Yeah, I think the the key phrase here is without an outsider doing anything. Mm. And I so like and the only reason I bring that up is like you would have to get close to an alligator. But it's like if this Ganymede object is not out to hurt you. Right. It's only protecting itself. <clears throat> right. Kind of like the master phone. Like, if you call, like, you could see the master phone. It's fine. But, like, a Ganymede object being close to it or being, like, like with the below, there's a chance that you could just die. So what about, like, a like a T-Rex? Sees you, starts coming at you. I, I think, would say. Is that Ganymede? I, I, heard, I, feel, I mean, I if a like T-Rex this, was here, that would be. This classification, like, has would, to do with things that aren't, like... Yeah, and specifically, I specifically, but if we had to call natural, specifically yeah. anomalous, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. in humans, we Ganymede. That's true. Right. So the fever stone was or, first discovered. Oh Even Ion. Give me some skin. The fever Humans stone are dangerous, man. Was first Bro. discovered in a small rural Iowa town in 1945. The red-colored disc-shaped stone sheds an invisible dust that causes insanity and extreme acts of violence within those affected. While the fever stone was originally thought to be a safe object, that classification was changed when it was discovered that if the fever stone was removed from a source of oxygen, the stone would vanish and appear elsewhere. The disappearing act caused the death of 34 white-class individuals while recovering and sealing the stone away, it reappeared within an open room in full view of resting employees. Which, uh, that's horrifying. Resting I like this one because it kind of implies that there's some intelligence to this fever stone. Like, it knows. That, like, you can't just seal it away in, like, a box. I mean, you have to give it some AC, give it some water. You're talking about crystalline 
intelligences. I mean, right. Would this there not be an example of that? I mean, exactly, exactly. And then, what's the class that yours is? Uh, I believe the the one I came across in the basement was Ganymede. Ganymede, okay. But there was a potential class upgrade pending as a result of recent events. Okay, so I will saying. then go over this next one, which is yeah, Europa please, class. Please do. So Europa, this That's classification we both have one that might. Yeah. So then this is, I think, what is interesting. So Europa is a classification oh. that is used for severe threats to human and animal existence. While the range of Europa classification is large, most have one trait in common. If left alone, this classification would eat, would cause large amounts of death and destruction. The extent and range of the classification varies greatly. While some within the Quartz Foundation have asked to split the Europa classification into separate parts, most of those pleas have been denied by the Canopsa Council. So yeah, like the below could be considered a Europa class threat mm-hmm. if it started to like do more but like since it's not out into the right but world. since it's not really doing anything you know yeah it's fine yeah you know it's what? like climate change yeah just like you know, it's fine for now right the, the more you ignore no. it and just kind of every just once in a while take a peek ignore it. right yeah. it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be fine right your kids are gonna be hot so what you should have a big ice cube in the ocean every now and every yeah. now and again every now and again We'll just make a giant ice machine in the ocean. Researchers drop an ice cube that we'll gets use bigger power each time. to power ice into the ocean. Coal power. Coal power to make that ice. <laughs> so we have a Europa class object here, which is humanoid, and it's codenamed the Astral Child. Our yeah. Astral the Astral Child was first found by the Quartz Foundation when NASA spotted a bright but tiny object hurtling towards Earth. While some fear was pushed about about the collision of this object and the Earth, it was determined to be small enough to not cause any damage. The Quartz Foundation tracked the object to southern Africa, where they found the impact crater within a dense rainforest. While initially disappointed at the lack of anything left behind, researchers on the scene noticed noticed the plant life of the area had completely rotted away. And it appeared that it was not... The rot was spreading. Several White Class employees were sent into the range of the rot and within seconds died horrible deaths as, as they, they melted, melted from the inside out, which is horrifying. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm reading oh, this fine. exact yeah. same passage. For three days, researchers contained the area and used every possible tool to detect what was causing the rot while organic matter melted away. It seemed inorganic matter was not affected. Do you want to read the next part, Michael? The astral child was discovered by scanning the area with ultraviolet light. Within the spectrum, the vague ghostly shape of a child with two bright burning eyes. While researchers documented this discovery, the astral child seemed to sense that it was being seen and went into a fury. However, the Quartz Foundation had already uncovered enough information to counter this fury. And soon the astral child was sealed away deep from this example, underground and still undergoes testing to this day. From this example, it would seem that the Europa classification is easy to understand. However, within the classification exists virus, alien matter, subsonic spells, and many other types of intelligences that all kill with purpose or kill because their, their very movement is deadly. To humans. Subsonic spells. Can that, I, sounds, that sounds kind of cool. Can I ask about that? Do you know anything Sub- about that? Subsonic spells. <laughs> I've never I've never heard of that before. I can only queer. Yeah, so I can only take this as a way to get around saying like 
like Lovecraftian kind of like um, messing with your mind stuff. You know how very much like Cthulhu will have, he's like the dreaming city of mm-hmm. Rylia will awaken. And so people will start getting like dreams and stuff like that. Yeah. I also wonder if subsonic cells are like kind of a reference to hmm. that. Or if they're really like a specific reference to something, because of course, virus, alien matter, and other types of intelligences that'll kill with her. I like the uh, line in here, or kill, because their very movement is deadly. I like the idea that some of these things aren't necessarily like evil, but like them just existing kind of causes a lot of danger. Could gravity. <clears throat> okay, we can. <laughs> can. This COVID is where, like, 19 it's is classified though, as a the subsonic spell almost to me like has like a like a grain of truth and like the one that I have found which mm. I've been trying to understand a little bit. But. And so yeah, you no, finish up on no. uh <clears throat> oh, do you want to go into this last one, the IO ranking? Yeah, yeah. Let's, okay. let's hear it. So IO is this the last like bad. Yeah, IO is the last formal classification. At this point, astute readers have noticed that the danger classes are labeled after Jupiter's moons. Go ahead. Oh, I thought we were going to read it together. <laughs> oh, you can go ahead. Are you sure? I, yeah, it's fine. <clears throat> I, I feel like I've been doing a lot of reading, so yeah, take it away. The current ranking system was created by a ranking member of the Knobson Council in the early 1700s by an individual codenamed Jupiter. While Jupiter is mentioned several more times throughout the history of the Quartz Foundation, according, according to, to internal debriefing <laughs> documents, Jupiter was killed for leaking documents. However, the depth of Jupiter occurred in 1980, while his code is still mentioned as far back as the 1700s. Callisto, Ganymede, Europa, and lastly, Io. While other sub-rankings exist, Io is the last ranking on any list. Following below is the first encounter with what became known as an IO class anomalous objects. Why do you do that? Quartz Foundation. It's very Charlie, and I like it. Hearing thirty-seven point four C. Residing members of the Canotes Council redacted, 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 redacted. redacted. Codename Jupiter. Codename Titan. Again, another reference to just like planets and stuff. Redacted. (laughs) Please state your name. Or am I reading all the little... You're the Europa, Europa class object. This is a screenplay. Oh, okay. So I'm like the... You're the, the, the yeah, you're the okay. Europa class object. Europa class object. You don't have to say... No, you, well, no, 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 you are... Like no, 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 no. Like no, no. Like, it's it's like, like a part. Let's, let's start over here. Let's oh, start yeah, over yeah. here. So, okay, so who's... so? Because I said I will be... Yeah, no, no, no. Said, okay, you so redacted. I was confused. I I'll be all the redacted parts. I'll be Jupiter. Michael can be Jupiter. And Titan. Be Titan. And then, Jackie, you can be the Europa class so object. you need two voices. Sure. I That's got fine. two voices. All right. So I'll start with the redacted. <clears throat> Please state your name. Madness and Keys. Madness and Keys. Will you repeat the message your birth or creator gave to you? In 11 years, the first of nine will appear. The coming will be known as an angel. But angel for its own and not how it is seen. 11 years. That would put the appearance in 1982. Where will this angel appear? Protected. You have not been authorized to speak, Jupiter. The Titan found madness and keys. Do you suggest the Titan has less ownership? The object is out of my hands. I would ask that you let... Redacted. Speak to the object. 
You read that report, Jupiter. Here, the angel will appear in this location. Here? How does the angel know of this location? Impossible. How long have we had this object in containment? We found this object in... Information removed. Yo, let's stop here. Why... Why does this part say information removed when <laughs> literally every other part you, says... I don't know. What you are the one that yeah. gave this to us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? You know, it's funny. Like, I... I mean, there's still... That's why I wish I could find, like, the original <laughs> post of this to see if I... That was just me, like, when I retyped just it being up. Weird. Being weird. Mm-hmm. Or if that was, like, literally a different form of information being removed. Redacted picked up again. <sighs> Madness and keys. How will this angel be known? Are there any sublights specific foundations? I will unlock the space for the angel. How? Do not answer that question. This meeting will be adjourned. The, the Following this report, eight more Europa-class objects were found all over the world. Each of these pieces seemed to be different. However, upon further inspection, each piece caused death within a mile radius. And each projected the arrival of the first of the nine. Thus, the official file was created for this unknown arrival, the first of the nine. What follows below is the original file. Are we just reading what was already on the last episode? That is what was on yeah. the last episode. Yeah. But it's been, it's been long enough to where I kind of want to go back over for, here. For, yeah, no, we're just, uh, for loyal listeners... Apologies. No, so my vo- my voice acting is. Uh, yeah, yeah, we get to have voice acting this oh, time. Yeah. What are you talking about? Eleven years. Object class. Of nineteen eighty-two. I mean, who doesn't like that? I mean, yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. It's good Object content. class unknown. Name the first of the nine class IO. Author's note: Codename Jupiter. August twenty-third, nineteen eighty-two. Location redacted. Forty-seven hours before the arrival of the first of the nine. Redacted. Redacted. Anyways, yeah, it goes on to basically say that. Redacted, the first redacted, signs of arrival redacted. have been arrived. Redacted has become a room apart. Blah blah blah. The first angels. Objects Gilgamesh. that are dangerous enough to distort the name. The name of the first angels, Gilgamesh. I have personally developed a new danger class of IO for these angels. You know what this actually reminds me of too. This reminds me a lot of uh, Evangelion. <laughs> the angels. That's <laughs> uh, good stuff, right there. Yeah, great stuff. Great another, stuff. Another anime episode, right there. Yeah. So I do. Yeah. It's what is interesting in the last note I think on here is while the Quartz Foundation doesn't seem to exist in our world, the bizarre correlation with SCP Foundation would suggest that perhaps the Quartz Foundation fled this reality to escape the coming of the Nine. Perhaps when all Nine Angels have appeared, all realities will rejoin. Because we're past that point when they, this or supposedly this world-altering event supposedly happened, and that's sure. when I get skeptical about this. But, but I mean, I have skepticism throughout all this. I have but, to because. But Michael has it's a his crazy. own Miguelito. 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 And what's interesting about Buggles is I think it predates the founding of the Quartz Foundation, which is a little weird. Which again, I really like the idea that perhaps the Quartz Foundation doesn't exist in our world, but like used to or did and fled to like escape some kind of like. Well, that's interesting. I mean, so was it was this translated from something? I don't well, know. Yeah, Michael, go go into it. it definitely it, it was. Um, this is not translated from Yiddish. No, no, okay. no. It's not necessarily to be taken as fact or fiction, but uh, I will say when this arrived 
in the letters. Yeah. It was very, very old paper. Very, very old. But still like well taken care of. I was okay. able to uh you know transcribe it, but I mean, it, it barely predates the, the, the uh, Quartz Foundation. From what we know, if they formed around, what, 1100, right? <laughs> Ish, yeah. This is very shortly preceding after, which would almost say, you know, their efficacy at doing this has been established, you mm-hmm. know, well beyond what we thought. Right. And I, and I guess that's kind of the, the implication here. Um, but I'll, I'll just read this from... Yeah, from what I've got Take here. it away. So the name of this object uh, is the Wandering Man, the object class Ganymede. Potential class upgrade pending as a result of recent events. Status, whereabouts unknown. He is the Wandering Man. <laughs> I would hope he's status <laughs> wandering. <laughs> status he's wandering. Wandering. And I, I thought this was kind of funny as I started reading it. And I... I don't know. I want to know what you guys think because this gets pretty, pretty dark. Okay, 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 okay. The wandering man is a humanoid, uh, being approximately six foot two inches tall, with a slender build and piercing silver eyes. The man first came to the attention of the foundation in the year twelve sixty six A.D. Okay, but it is thought that he has been active for far longer than that, mm. with legends and myths from before that seem to correlate with the events surrounding the anomaly. The man outwardly resembles a middle-aged man of varying cultures as he is able to change his appearance seemingly in accordance with whatever time and culture he is present. Similarly, his attire and language carry the same manner, uh, which is one large factor in why his continued active status has been the way it it is. Mm. Hmm. Uh, the Wandering Man is anomalous in two distinct ways. The first of which is his seemingly immortal state of being and his consistent movement from place to place, never staying in the same exact place twice. The second of which is the mode of locomotion in which he travels. While <clears throat> the man moves primarily through the dreams of others, presumably, leaping from place to place physically from some unknown means, it has been theorized that this is some form of astral projection, witchcraft, or duomancy, but no tests or research has yielded similar results to his mode of moving. The other problem here is that the being seems to be capable of inducing, controlling, and even manipulating the dreams of others on command. In almost every case of his use of travel, the victims have ended up dead in nightmarish, bloody evisceration through unknown means. It is thought that the nightmares he instills serve his purpose to dream walk and a secondary purpose to torture and kill the dreamer, bringing their literal nightmares into the waking world to end them. This has been a bit of a problem for the Foundation. As you can imagine, nightmares popping into our reality certainly doesn't help the Foundation keep the anomalous from the general public. Luckily, the Foundation seems to have secured some kind of technology to help them sense disturbances in the dream reality fabric and investigate in time to hide these instances from the public. Here we are given a short list of confirmed wandering man incidents in the last 300 years. Number one, 
1668, Bordeaux, France. A 33-year-old woman was found in a townhouse with approximately 60 lesions covering her corpse, each containing a differently colored eyeball with one large silver eye in the center of her stomach. While the woman seemed to be deceased, the eyes did not. 1892, London, England. A 12-year-old boy was found in the Cathedral of St. Paul's with hundreds of small bite wounds resulting in massive bleeding. The wounds seemed to be those of a large rat, with the only evidence nearby being a wooden mouse toy that presumably belonged to the deceased. This was confirmed during the autopsy, in which several rats were found inside the boy's stomach and throat. Number three. 1976, Los Angeles, California. Both a 38-year-old man and his 37-year-old wife were found to have been fused in a bilateral formation, such as that with Siamese twins, with, not, with knives each had apparently stabbed into each other, one in the throat, the other in the femoral artery. Both died from blood loss. Here... We're left with a whole lot of questions here. Why the gore, the the mayhem, the the killing to Dreamwalk, and who is the wandering man? And how in the world can the foundation possibly find and secure him? And so this document didn't seem to be like an official document from the Quartz Foundation. To me, this is more something somebody knew about and wrote about. <laughs> Yeah, but it does beg the question. You know, what could they even do about an entity like this? You know, right. is it just a serial killer with anomalous, you know, means? Like, what is going right. on here? And especially if it can bring dreams into reality, or if it and whatever it, you know, it because like these these gruesome death scenes, yeah, are weird enough, especially the eyes. Because, like, the bite marks, you could, like, be like, okay, whatever. Bunch of rats. Bunch of rats. Yeah, like, the fused corpses and, like, the eyes are weird. Hundreds of eyes, different (laughs) eye colors. And it's almost, what's interesting about it is I almost wonder if the man, the wandering man himself, is the one who causes this. Or by him projecting these nightmares, like, because it's, like, your worst fears come to life and manifest on you. Because, like, so maybe that's why he's not considered super dangerous, because it's, like, he doesn't... It's not mass killing. He only hurts those that he uses to travel. Yeah, that's what it's. But yeah. his mode of travel apparently requires him to not just travel through dreams, but bring those dreams like or he, nightmares he has to life. To, he has to travel through like a nightmare because maybe for some reason that's like a stronger connection that he can like hold on to mm. and travel through. Mm. I mean, God only knows. And then just by like manifesting himself in that area through that dream, then like it's terrifying. It basically like, it, warps the reality in a weird way. The idea right? that, like, just the concept of a of a large, you know, slender silver silver eyed man coming up Describing to you, me, look at you, and just the next thing you know, you're being devoured by your nightmares, just so that he can move from place to place. You know, what interesting. Well, that'd be so interesting to like learn. Obviously, not to die, but like what like your nightmare is. Like the thing that what you, is your nightmare? Yeah, because like we all like know like what we're scared of, like what we're really scared of. But right, I don't know if I know like what 
I'm like truly terrified of. An entity like this gives me the vibe that you wouldn't know until they encountered you. Right. And showed you your greatest oh, nightmare. Yeah, which would be. <clears throat> and I have a freaky mind. Let me tell yeah. you what. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's it's disturbing to hear what? about. And, and, and there are more accounts of it, but those are the only verified accounts that I could actually mm. verify myself through my secondary research um, yeah, on top yeah, of this yeah. letter. So I know that those things did happen, but they were never associated with um, this. They were actually the first incident. The eyes were associated with witchcraft and devilry back in 1660s Bordeaux, France. Um, in England, um, the thing was thought where it was, again, satanic panic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 1976, it was simply thought that, you know, these two, I mean, something weird happened, but nobody really tried to understand it. Yeah. You know? I wonder, why well, I guess your thought about this. So the last report that, of course, I have is the the first of the nine stuff and like both the below and this wandering man do seem to be of course not entirely like safe but like waiting or like they're kind of they don't seem to have like a necessary purpose and i wonder if they're in some way connected to that like they're waiting to be like that'd be woken up in some way like to the collective unconscious right almost like father time in right silver chair Ooh. Callback. Call forward. It's a call forward. And again, coming soon. And you gotta like wonder too. To a raconteur collection near you. (laughs) How they often mention that the Canopsa Council is so dangerous, you know? That I wonder if like this wandering man was at one time a part of the council or worked on the council. Or he's Jupiter. Or he's, I mean, we literally don't know. He sounds like a serial killer that has abilities that he shouldn't. Right. You but know? if he's just like if he's just a serial killer, then how is he like still alive? I mean, if you could just simply travel through the dreams of others. It could be like a Why would you entity? need to bring their nightmares into reality? Why could you not bring their dreams into reality? Well, that's I wonder if it's if you can walk dreams. Oh, that's why I wonder if it's like a side effect though. Like the nightmare on the person is a side effect of a larger process. Well, here's or the thing, you're gonna hear on his part. What we know is these people ended up dead. Yeah, and well, in ways that are not. He's the thing we know. Like nightmares, like are obviously these horrifying things. He could travel through dreams. Who knows? Maybe someone's like, man, like I had a great dream that they won the lottery or something. Next day they woke up, won the lottery. You know hmm. what? But like no one really cares about that because that's just something that you know happens. You know he what I mean? He doesn't have any interest in traveling well, like through the dreams ambulance. of people like that. Good luck, boys. He only wants to travel through the dreams of violence, blood. Hey, down the street. And I think that's why maybe he might be a dangerous entity in the organization's eyes. Because bringing these nightmares into reality very Horrifying. much solidifies the spiritual realm for humanity, which I, casts less doubt. And Ghosts. I definitely I definitely wouldn't be surprised if in the updated file oh. version they do classify this one as Europa. Because like looking back over the Europa classification, like and many other types of intelligences that all kill with purpose or kill because their very movement is deadly to humans. And that's like that, right. that last line of their very movement. It's like, so maybe the But thing, we haven't even known much about this entity until right. now. Maybe, maybe it already is classified as Europa and we don't know. We just don't this know. This could be yeah. like a very old. This could be like, like an older, older document. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, their first sighting was 1266. 
I what mean, was the most recent one? That was the that was the earliest sighting. The most recent was nineteen, which would put it like what a hundred ish years after the foundation. Yeah, was like actually created. But it's very much thought that it existed before that, and that essentially this is an immortal being right. who just seems to do this because he thinks he can. Could have been the reason the foundation was created. Well, and what's interesting too is that it says like founded during the discovery of America by the Vikings in eleven hundred. But now, otherwise, he's just a wandering but, man. In every sense of, right. like, the document he does causes <laughs> mayhem, but he just moves. You know, so when it comes to these anomalies, we have to think about how dangerous is it to us. Obviously, this happened to us. This would not be good. Right. But I wonder if, yes, the court's foundation was founded that early, but how early was, like, the Canopes Council? Actually found it. The Knobsa Council. The Knobsa Council. Our heads explode. It's just, you know, I definitely, at this point, if anyone wants to send us more files or more snail mail, again, email. Yeah, if any, if email what rings a bell, clear, please, please email. If any of this rings a bell, please. Yeah. Reach out to us. Uh, again, I don't necessarily care if you're lying because, like, I, at this point, I kind of just want to collect as much information as possible. Even lies. Um. Yeah, even lies. I mean, because I love lies. I eat them for breakfast. I'm not. You know, I don't personally feel like my life is in danger or anything like that. Yeah. But what if you just have you the say right that. nightmare tonight? Well, and then you know, for everybody out there listening, I mean, how much do you really know about the people talking to behind the microphones? You right. Know my nightmare. Yeah. I walk into the kitchen. Okay. And I look in the cabinets, mm-hmm. and there's no food. There's none. There's none. There's nothing. Not even dry noodles. Just go back to nineteen. I'm salivating, and there's nothing. We talked. I think we had an episode where we talked about like dreams and nightmares before. And I do have like there. I had a couple of very specific, like horrifying childhood nightmares, like very specific ones. If you have those today, if they have the same effect, but on you. I would say that recently, and you don't have to go into detail, Michael, if you don't. I want dream I'm at Gigi's house almost every night. Every night, almost every night. See, I, I definitely like, am not like that. Like, I do not dream. Every it's night. like a weird part of my dream, and it's like not her house, but it is her okay. house. Does it scare you? It's weird. I like. I, it's I, a very stressful dream. I, I like. I like. We can go on it. Yeah, more I like your house a lot, time. but it is kind of ripe for like a freaky setting. No, that her house has been a part of my dreams for over ten years. That's weird. I say it's crazy because yeah, I don't have anything like that. Like I don't have like a repeating. But it's also or, like a different house, and like we have to get somewhere. We got to right. go somewhere, and it's I'm like in Canada. Think, yeah, and we got to get there the next day, and it's like right. this like whole thing where we got to pack up and go, and like you're there and you're there. You guys don't even know it. There's not much like I know. There's a whole thing. It's like I didn't dream last night. Oh, you did. You just don't remember. It's like but I don't. Okay, I don't, that doesn't count. Yeah, hey, I don't remember. count that. I'm like, no, I, don't, I mean you still dream if you don't remember. But like it. I don't remember. Yeah. It's like I'm not gonna say that I dreamed last See, night. People tell me how can you dream? You smoke weed, and you know what? I've smoked so much weed that I've broken through barrier. Broken and I dream barrier. every single night, and it's the same dream. Every now that's like a, your own personal hell. Night. What if you're still doing that like dream. 20 years from now? See, I thing is, is I'm mapping this dream out. I know everything about this dream from what I'm going to do from when That's I start cool. dreaming to when I end dreaming. Like, I can know. Can you change it? I don't know if I can change it, but I know exactly what's going to happen. Can we have a happen. quick aside here? Actually? I can map from Gigi's 
like room that we would hang out in where the beds were, mm-hmm. you know, where the living room was. You and like in that closet. And then there's a whole other like place beyond that. Like I can map it all. It's so weird. Quick aside here. I did have God, weeks, a month ago. I had like a, I had a very vivid lucid dream where like, I remember I was trying to like look at my phone and I couldn't understand. And then I kind of woke up, you know, where you kind of oh, wake up and you, being on mushrooms. you kind of wake up and you kind of fall back asleep again. Mm-hmm. But, like, I fell back asleep into the same dream. And this time I was like, no, I need to look at my phone. I love that. And I, like, looked at my phone and saw the time. And at that point I was like, oh, I'm dreaming. And I, like, kind of, like, looked around. And I didn't do anything. You but, did it. You did it, though. But, but, that's hap- but that has happened, like, a couple times in my life where I've been able to, like, realize that I've been dreaming. And, like, mm. either I wake up very shortly after or I wake up, like, seconds after... I did that. So you're doing it. That's always been interesting mm-hmm. to me. It's you're a very, there. it's a very surreal experience. Cause like, you know, like I remember because when I was first on my phone, you're trying to do what you always do every single day, but it's very hard. It's difficult. You're like, why can't I just? I want to see this. Me- I want to try to go to. And you're like, I can't do it. I can't. Interesting. Yeah. But it's like I force past that like haze of dream barrier because like it's with those things like with time and stuff like you're not supposed to know that. And so like when you actually establish that you kind of, like, have some level of, like, subconscious control, I it guess you would weird. say. It's, I mean, it's real weird. The same dream Jack, have you ever had um, any moment like that? Yeah. No, like, my only real dreams that I've had, that, like, I remember recently is I have a lot of dreams where I'm doing something, driving a car, and, like, family or friends are in the car with me. No one's, like, saying anything, but I'll be, like, driving. It's usually I'm driving. Like, up some, like, winding hill, like, on some weird, like, coastal city. Never been on a coastal city. You know what I mean? Right. And it's almost like I'm driving up, like, a, you know, like, the fjords look in Norway. Yeah. It's like I'm driving up along that. And then suddenly, like, I lose control. And, like, the car goes, like, way too fast. And I'll just go, like, off the edge. Oh, my gosh. But, like, I feel like, you know. Yeah, that The feeling. body, like, yeah. you're in the air yeah. suspended. And then it's, like. Right before, like, I wake hit, up. right before I hit the roof of something, boom, wake up. And I like I shoot up out of bed. I'm like, my heart's like, beating out of my chest. Feeling, dude. Those are the only kinds of dreams that I have. I had a lot of it when and I was... And it really weirds me out sometimes. We, dude, need to say, we, probably, should say, we probably should save this. Because I guess, yeah, let's, let's record so our weird. dreams for the next we tangent do episode. Dream, yeah, a dream dream episode. Another, we do need to do the dream episode. Because I can tell you guys every little detail about mine, but it gets a little personal. So, like... I don't... Yeah, I mean, as long as you... As long as you're down to share... We'll redact some stuff. Redacted. Anyways, I was at Redacted's house and, <laughs> and Redacted was there. Redacted. I went into the bathroom and, and I did redacted. redacted. <laughs> I was in the bathroom and Redacted all over the floor. You know what I mean? I mean, all I over mean, the Redacted. I just redacted. And then I stripped down and revealed my Redacted. <laughs> so it's so obvious. And then I swung my big old dick around. <laughs> redacted. Like, that's like the only not redacted part is the dick part. <laughs> You'll redact that in post, right? I redacted. Swung my redacted. dick around. Wait, what? <laughs> like, wait a second. The wrong uh, stuff is redacted. No, I mean, I get a kick out of this yeah. SCP, like, SCP Quartz, Quartz Foundation, Foundation yeah. stuff. Cool. For me, like, I love this stuff. Yeah. I do. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's fun. I love, like, deep sea creatures, you know, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, all that stuff. I, I'm you know, into it. Dude, but. There is one last thing before oh, oh no. closing it off. Yeah, I'll, I'm ready well, to close it off. But yeah, finish thing. up your t- yeah. No, I'm ready. Please, please, please do. Have found evidence that 
Plesiosaurus was well, assumed to be the Loch Ness monster. Would have been a freshwater creature. But that's the whole so, problem. Like, a right? In the lock could be plausible. But here's the thing: no bones have ever been found in the lock of that size. And we'll also, the other theory people prescribe to that it could go in and out of the lock to other bodies of water has been eliminated because there's no channels that are big enough for something like that to move. But. This research proves that it was a freshwater, at least some variants of it were freshwater. So does that mean Not that there saying, was no plesiosaurus in the salt water? No, I, like I, much like you know, you have like the many types of great apes. Orangutans are mostly arboreal, mm. but then you gorillas are like nesting on the ground. See, Loch Ness mean? monster makes less sense to me than Mothman, and maybe that says Mothman. more about me than hey, me than you, anything you, else. You but stop smoking so much. I'm just saying, Mothman's just trying to warn us. He's I, trying yeah, to Mothman is kind of freaky. He's trying to warn that? you about the bridge. Do you remember that show? Um, what was it called? That show where like it was like the found footage kind of style show about like Mothman and the Chupacabra. Do you remember that? Oh God, what was that called? And it had, it had the only one that I really liked was the one on the Jersey Devil. All I know is Bigfoot goes. The same <laughs> Like that. That's the noise yeah, that Bigfoot that? makes. You hear that? Because Bigfoot just needs some love. That's Bigfoot. Bigfoot just needs some love. Do you know what I mean? Someone's sending my back door open. <laughs> it's Bigfoot. Well, Frank, what are you doing back there? Everyone out there. <laughs> everyone. To the Rapinteer Collection. Everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode all about the Quartz Foundation. And let me just remind you. Or not. You, I mean, we don't know. We don't. We, we, don't, know. we don't know. Yeah, and that's exactly like, what we I don't wanted know. To, this is real. Exactly. We don't know. We have no idea. Exactly but what I wanted to. We're giving it to you. Remind everyone of is when you're out and about in the world, when you're working your job, yeah. don't don't trust in the systems. Don't trust in what you see with your eyes. Right. No, you feel a lot. The of system so just hates you. There are energies out there. There are yeah. other things going on, and. Who knows? Perhaps the Raconteur Collection is a recruiting front for the Quartz Foundation. You never know. And maybe your nightmares However, ha- maybe, might just maybe come Michael to life. Is, maybe Michael is evidence of another person that we've snatched out of the world, and he's now going to do his own recruiting. Now listen. Now, no, 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 no. I am. I am. I'm about to do it right now. Actually, I'm plugging. Hear any more from this individual. If you want to hear about, I don't know, some more true crime, some... Some uh, serial killing. If you guys want to know about some real blood and gore, uh, if you guys want to know about uh, uh, any of those topics of which I am Dune, educated. Elden Ring, Tabletop. Elden Ring, Tabletop. Esoterica, I would yeah. Magic. Esoterica, Coffee. Magic. I will tell you about the left-hand path. I will tell you about Chaos Magic. But you have to ask for it. So come to the Raconteur Collection. Request to bring Michael out of the dungeon and it will happen. I will say, I just checked. My microphone disconnected at some point. I don't know when. So Whoa. I don't think it was like when I was in my bit or whatever. I think it was pretty recent. Is it but still sh- disconnected? No, I just like reset it. So I apologize if it cut out. And You guys could probably still hear me through those mics, but be, I'd be very quiet. This is, so. this is the Rack and Tour Collection. Um, thank you. All right, everyone out there, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Rack and Tour Collection. If you love what we do, you can check us out on Patreon. If not, 
Check us out on social media. Send us a message. Tell Michael that you love him and you want him back out of the dungeon. Because if not, we're just going to throw him back down there yeah, and lock forever. the door. Forever. So, uh, please, bring me please, back. Please save please. Michael. Hashtag save Michael. Everyone, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Jack. And goodbye. Music! Music!